Hello, Oregon. It's Monday, September 28th. This is Elliot News with a news briefing from The Oregonian and Oregon Live. A large gathering of far-right extremists in North Portland on Saturday did not result in the violent clashes with counter-protesters that city and state officials had feared. Governor Kate Brown declared a state of emergency ahead of the Proud Boys rally, which organizers predicted would draw thousands. In reality, 800 or fewer showed. At least two people who attended the event were criminally cited on weapons charges, and Portland police were investigating the assault of a man who was knocked to the ground and kicked in the face while live-streaming the rally. Later Saturday night, police made more than two dozen arrests in downtown Portland after they said individuals in a crowd of several hundred protesting against racial injustice and police violence threw rocks and refused to leave. Police faced criticism for video that showed officers shoving journalists, including news photographer John Rudolph, who was pushed to the ground. Governor Kate Brown said she'd asked police to review the incidents. Wildfires in southern Oregon have scattered a close-knit Latino community that lived in Phoenix and Talent, where thousands of homes were destroyed. For now, those displaced by the fire are sleeping in their cars or in borrowed travel trailers, camping, crowding into relatives' homes, or staying in hotels. Whether they will be able to rebuild remains an open and urgent question for community leaders, local officials, and residents. Between the two towns, nine mobile or manufactured home parks were destroyed. Those parks contained relatively attainable homes that weren't directly subsidized. And local leaders say their loss will compound the region's deep affordable housing crisis. Public health officials are sounding the alarm about new COVID-19 cases spreading at off-campus get-togethers at two of Oregon's largest universities. And officials in Lane County, home to the University of Oregon, warned that all residents should stop attending social gatherings immediately to slow the spread. State epidemiologist Dr. Dean Seidlinger said Friday that officials have identified outbreaks linked to three Greek life parties, one other off-campus party, and social gatherings involving three athletic teams at the University of Oregon or Oregon State University. In all, that's 22 cases linked to UO and 13 cases to OSU. Although the vast majority of classes at both universities are being taught online, some students have chosen to live on or near campus in Eugene and Corvallis. Classes began Wednesday at OSU, while UO starts this week. Word of Judy Kashner's death came as quite a shock to Judy Kashner. In a letter last month, Wells Fargo Bank informed the Lincoln County woman that she had been dead since 2019. It seemed like a big joke to the very much alive Kashner, but when she called Wells Fargo to fix the situation, she learned the bank had also informed three credit reporting agencies that she had died. Kashner and her husband were in the process of refinancing their home. Suddenly, their lender said it didn't have the information it needed to approve the loan, which held up the process. It's still not clear how Wells Fargo got the notion that she had died or why it failed to verify that information before acting on it. After inquiries from the Oregonian and Oregon Live last week, the bank promised Kashner it would have answers this week. Thanks for listening. Learn how you can support this podcast and our local journalism at OregonLive.com slash pod support.